Don't put that as the opening, by the way. Welcome to Bald Guys Talking Football. I am your victorious host and future fantasy football champion, David Kochanowski. This is going to be the Max Janus Memorial Edition. Oh, wait, I wrote that last week, just before I left for vacation. Um, I'm going to have to wing this. I am joined today by my humbled and pathetic owner of Baker Mixon. Eric, I hate Max Janice's team. It is the worst ever. Max doesn't know how to draft. Niznik, Eric, buddy, how are you this week? Uh, wouldn't your team look a lot better if it had like a real running back, like a guy who uh, nope, I don't don't know, scored him. like 40 points and <laughs> you were like, I'm done with this guy? Uh, it's it's worse than losing to the guy that you said was not even on a, a level of anybody's team. Well, yep. And you said it a lot in two weeks. Okay. A lot. All right. It sounds like you're doing great. Uh, sounds like you, you did not jump. So, uh, no. we'll see what happens. That brings us to our guest today, who was equally a loser this week. I believe he has changed his name one more time. and I believe it says, I guess Scotty knows. Memo, buddy, how are you after your week two loss? Uh, I feel like I cannot pick a, a starting a starting lineup. Uh, terrible, terrible, terrible. Uh, but I was a winner and won't be a GOAT in a different league, but we'll, we'll talk about that later, I'm sure. Oh, oh, well, yeah, it was a rough week for some of us. Uh, this week was a great week. Uh, came back from vacation. Um, Cowboys won, I won, Eric lost. It, it couldn't have got much better this week. All right, uh, let's dive into some news. Eric, what do you got in the news front? Um, yeah, there's a bunch of injuries this year, uh, this week. A lot of quarterbacks went down. Um, Baker Mayfield, he's on uh, my team, uh, popped a shoulder out in the, the game, and it looks like he, it was on a non-throwing shoulder, so it looks like he's, he's all on pace to – still play this weekend so but just something to keep an eye on um Jarvis Landry on on that team went down um but on the good news you got uh, uh Odell be- uh, Beckham should be coming back so uh we'll see what he does he's talking about uh, making his first start this week um Tua went down this week with a um a rib injury he's been ruled out for this week so um you're looking you're looking at his replacement. Uh, Tyrod Taylor's out. Um, I, I actually uh, watched a funny video uh, not too long ago that was talking about how the last four quarterbacks um, that uh, Tyra T- or started after Tyrod Taylor went down are all like legit quarterbacks in the in the NFL. You have Josh Allen, um, uh, Baker Mayfield, uh, Herbert, and then there was one more. I can't remember, but it, uh, every time Tyron Taylor g- goes down, he uh, the the next the next up is a legit quarterback. So we'll see what happens there. Um, is that why you're picking him up? No, I just need help because I was worried about uh, uh, what's his face if Baker do- doesn't happen to start. So uh, and he was the best available best available uh, starting quarterback. So. Um, because I'm not going after Carson Wentz's replacement. Carson Wentz went out two ankle injuries, so um, we don't you know, we don't know the timeline yet on that. But he's definitely not playing. So you got Eason 
is filling in for him. I've heard some good things about him, but it's just too many unknowns right now. So, um, but yeah, so there's a lot of injuries going on. It's uh, a lot of big Q, major QBs and stuff, especially with that, how tight this, uh, the, yeah, this big, league is. Big Ben with the pec injury also too. Yeah. Big Ben. I forgot about, I forgot to add that one. Uh, did I mention Deontay Johnson? Deontay Johnson went down. Um, I think that's it. Um, so. You had all the San Francisco running backs. Get oh, yeah. I think oh, yeah. I think that they'll play again. Yeah, but Trey Sermon goes out there for like, like one play. attempt. One attempt gets a concussion. It's like, oh, man, you they just uh, – the missile's down. I mean, you've got half that team. Like, they're uh, – Who'd they bring up now? Um, some guy that Baltimore dropped. Like Baltimore's having their own issues, and uh, it, it's just a rough, rough week, right? The rough go at it. So yeah, a lot of, lot of uh, San Francisco running backs down. And then the biggest news of all: uh, Dalton goes down, and we're starting the Justin, uh, the uh, the Justin Fields era here in Chicago. And I think we're all a little excited to see what he can do. Yep. Uh, well, we'll see. It's going to be a long year for Chicago. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Are we just going to jump into the matchups then? Yep. All right. Let's recap last week. We'll start with the greatest matchup ever. One of the super upsets of the year. Me versus Memo. I got Memo. He was at 118. I got him 123. So not an impressive win, but I will take it. Uh, when you get it, those lower rung teams that you you know you play against, you got to beat them. So uh, took him out. Um, yeah, you should have started Juju Memo or McKissick or Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor got hurt. Yeah, I should have stuck with Juju or McKissick, and it was a dub, but. My team isn't good enough to be able to leave, you know, 25 points on the bench. So, hey, live and learn, live and learn. Nice yep. job. Nice job. I didn't want to beat you on vacation, you know, yeah. see the pictures of, you know, well, I mean, I guess that no one else would be in the picture, but I didn't want to see the pictures of, you know, you crying somewhere. Yeah, it would have ruined my vacation. So, I do appreciate that. I appreciate the win. Um, nice to know that uh, one of the one of the guys on this show can, can win. All right. Um then that brings us to Brad and who'd Brad play? Where is he? Brad versus Sean. This was uh, pretty much a foregone conclusion. Uh, Sean put up another 147 points this week. Uh, another win, first place, uh, doing what he's supposed to be doing. Um, wow, Prescott only putting up eight points. That that kind of hurts you. Um, the Cowboys definitely had their dual running back threats going, so that was good. Uh, Eric, any thoughts? No, yeah, I mean, you th you think Prescott's gonna bounce back and stuff? Um, the the more concerning one is Kamara. Um, the the usage is way down uh, uh, there. It's not like how it was. Um, and if he's not getting if he's not getting the receptions and and you know, the, the only five rushing yards. I mean, I, that's a big red flag right there. I mean, it, it, it's brand new. I know they were out a bunch of offensive coordinators and everything, but um, I'm a little concerned because Kamara is supposed to be like that, like no brainer start every week type of deal. Like that's, that's tough when he only scores your five points. Right. 
Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, you're looking at eight points from Dak. You're looking at eight, you know, five points from Camara. It's, you, you just can't have those. And there wasn't, there wasn't anything really on the bench either. So uh, we will, we will see what happens here with, with Brad moving forward. But now, Dave is a, the resident cowboy fan. Uh, I heard a lot of talk this week about Prescott um, showing, having an impressive, impressive week, um, you know, playing in that, uh, getting all those like dual, dual threat, you know, uh, type of deal. Like he got a lot of pass yards. He got a, a touchdown and everything like that. So um, are like, should Sean be worried about Elliot going forward in his workload? Uh, I think he should. Uh, Elliot broke a couple runs, but I think last year he normally would have broke a tackle or two and, and extended them or he, he, he's seems like he's gotten softer and not faster and uh, is not breaking the tackles like he used to. So I, I, if, the Cowboys are smart. I think they, you know, do a dual dual threat. Um, you spread that ball out. That's what's going to help. You've got two really good receivers. I like their tight end and uh, Blake Jarwin. I mean, I think they've got a very good offense. And even when Dak, you know, only puts up eight fantasy points, you know, 237 with uh, inter- interception and you're winning the game. I like that. So, um, but yeah, I think Elliot going forward is going to be losing some snaps to keep him fresher. And there's no reason why you don't play, um, Pollard because he looks good when he's touching the ball. So yeah, yeah. I, I think Elliot is going to be a, an issue going forward, but you know, I think that's where Sean will be able to sit comfortably when people start selling off to grab another running back to, you know, put Elliott on his bench and, and get better at that position. So he's in prime prime position to not have to panic. Well, the one thing about Sean's team is only 17.7% of his points came from running backs last week. So he's got a, a very big upside in terms of what that looks like. So yeah. I, I don't think he has to worry too much about his, his running back numbers. They're already kind of repressed versus what they should be. So he's got nothing to do but uh, go up from there, really. Right. Okay. And we'll see how Montgomery does when uh, Fields is in there. I think Montgomery is going to lose some, you know, goal line touchdowns because of Fields. So that's not going to help him having Fields on the field the whole time. So I think Montgomery might see a little bit of regression also, too. Okay. All right. Um, that brings us to Niz and Max. Niz, do you, do you want to explain yourself? Just a rough week overall. I mean, um, you know, I'm, I'm out. I'm out of the survivor pool. This is the earliest, like, I've won the survivor pool. I haven't won the league, but I've won the survivor pool a couple times. So, um, yeah, it's it was the earliest I've, I've gone out on, on anything like that. So it was tough. Um, yeah, it just my, you know, looking back at it like my I had rough matchups I, I mean I looked at the history of Zach Wilson or rookie quarterbacks versus you know Bill Belichick in, in New England and it it didn't look good and of course they made him have four interceptions so I mean and they take away your best target which Corey Davis by far is the best so I think those two will be fine going forward and stuff because you don't play New England every every week but I've got concerns. I mean, Clyde Edwards, I mean, again, I mean, that's, that's 
I shouldn't have spent 60 bucks and signed him to a two year. I mean, that's yeah, he's not looking good. No. Well, I mean, it's just the, the funny thing is, is when he gets the ball, I'm like, man, they should like, I get excited. I'm like, he looks good. He just, you know, got an eight yard run. They should really give it to him more. And then you've got Patrick Mahomes throwing like just dimes all over the field. And they're like, Oh, they don't need to give it to him because what's eight yards when you've got a guy flinging it at 40, every, you know, other throw. So it's like, and he doesn't get the touchdown or he doesn't get the goal line stuff. So it's really tough. Like this guy's known, like this is, this is what I heard uh, this week. I was listening to a podcast and this is where like everybody's really frustrated with this uh, because they, and this is where they really had him as a fantasy darling is you trade you, you, this is your first round guy. You took this guy over a Jonathan, uh, like a Jonathan Taylor over um, some more established, like, running backs in in there and one of the reasons why you picked him is because of his pass catching ability and you don't throw this guy the ball ever like he's he's good he's a solid you know pass blocker he's a solid pass catcher like he he's just the the upside that everybody's seeing in there they're just not utilizing it they don't need to they got kelsey they got hill they got all these weapons it's it's tough so i mean it that's definitely bringing my team down right now yeah yeah, that might not uh, write it. Evans came through for you for a change, so yeah, you know can't count on him next week. Uh, didn't have much on the bench either. Um, Jester coming through with, uh, I mean, a hundred and seven points. So it is what. Yeah, it is. I mean, it, it's not like Jester blew me out of the water. It's <laughs> I scored eighty points. I mean, Jester's... yeah, every other every other team would have beaten me. I mean, it, my team sucked. Like, I mean, what else am I gonna say? New England with 19 points, taking advantage of your quarterback. Yeah, that that definitely is kind of ironic and hurtful. Yeah, uh, Memo, any any comments? Uh, no, I mean, I just think this league is really divided into two tiers, um, or three tiers now. I guess Maxson is at the bottom, and uh, everyone else is basically <laughs> a different level. Uh, Everybody's getting their shots in today. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that brings us to the oh my god matchup. Ken posting a, a healthy 141 points should win in most weeks and most years, and then he gets demolished 190 points by Darren. Uh, Eric evidently didn't pick Darren last week, or uh, <laughs> so maybe that well, you did pick Ken to win it all, so that is the start of the curse, I would say. Uh, Ken's got a picture of himself up for his team. Uh, it's kind of, kind of, oh, wait, no, that's his kicker. I bet. Um, so yeah. Uh, memo comments. No, I mean like Darren started the last year off really hot. Um, I think he's probably got one of the best teams. I don't think they're ever going to be that hot up consistently, but you know, kudos to Darren for coming out looking like hellfire again. Uh, if his team stays healthy, watch out everyone else. His bench is just loaded. I mean, he's, he's 21, 18.58, 21.3, 16.1, 22.5. Those are all his players on his bench. I mean, uh, it's just crazy how much how much points he would have gotten. You know, you take out Miles Sanders and put in Tony Pollard, he's at 200 points, you know? Way crazy over 200. Week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I agree. That's nuts. Um, we'll see if uh, he can get the – consistency you know calvin ridley Diggs, lamar jackson that's a good 
starting lineup. Although, uh, what happened to Henderson? He he broke a rib, right? He yeah, he busted his rib, but I think it wasn't a. I don't I don't think he's being held out. Like from from what I heard, I think his. Um, I think he's still like a game time decision that uh, this week. Gotcha. Yeah, I, heard, I heard rumors of a flak jacket basically being put on. Yeah. Yeah, not good, but you know he's he's got some options there on the bench possibly with Pollard. So. Uh, Dan, he's got the two best running good. quarterbacks in the league with, with Lamar Jackson and Daniel Jones. Just like uh, he, he's just rushing the 95 yards rushing last week. And it's not this, it's not like a one time. Oh, Daniel Jones, that, you know, ran the ball. Like this is a couple times now he's, he's, you know, gotten close to a hundred yards. He's got scored a touchdown and he looks like he can move out of the pocket pretty well. He's like a, a lesser man's Josh Allen there. Right. And then you got you got Ken who had a good week. Aaron Rodgers came back and bounced back. Justin Herbert was okay. Uh, Christian McCaffrey looking good. Najee Harris finally putting up the points. Not finally, but uh, had a good week. So didn't have much on the bench. Although he did have Henry Ruggs with twenty one points. Um, one of his wouldn't have helped. I mean, yeah, yeah. Nothing you can do. He ran into a buzzsaw and uh, yeah. he got fucking cut in, cut in half for sure. All right. That brings us to Dom and PJ. So that is 132 points from Dom versus 160 from PJ. So nice posting there from PJ. Uh, Eric, what do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, PJ, just a ton of solid uh, uh, guys across the board. I mean, Aaron, I, I don't know if you guys watched that game. Aaron Jones was just like, a man on fire. Like uh, I had a, uh, a $20 bet um, that Devonte Adams would get, would score a touchdown and get a hundred, a uh, hundred yards receiving. And every single time I was like, okay, all they need to do is just throw it to D- Devonte a- Adams here, throw it to him. And Aaron Jones ended up in the, in the touch or in the uh, end zone. He just, he was just crazy. So he was definitely the high man for the week. And, you know that's what put him up there. So I mean, it if, if he can get George Kittle finally doing something because he hasn't looked great this season. I mean, he PJ's a tough team to play every week. Yeah, no, definitely put up some good points. Uh, you know, you're usually not going to get four points out of uh, out of Hill from uh, Dom. So typically, you know, Tyreek is going to put up a little bit more to get him closer. Uh, Gibson's been kind of struggling a little bit. Well, so I think the you know. lack of a quarterback there, they're they're stacking the box. So I mean, it's it's I don't know. It's you gotta see what they do there. So I mean Gibson might be might be we we I think we all saw Gibson as a top ten, like, oh Dom's got a really good running back here, but with them losing Fitzgerald, I, I don't I think he's down a little bit. Yeah. And I, I don't think you can really depend on uh, New England back, but he got 15 out of white, and we'll see if he can get that out of him again. But Gibson's got Buffalo next week, so that's definitely not a good matchup for him. Uh, down with only 17.9% of his points coming from the wide receiver or the running back spot again as well. So that's a little rough. Yep. So, and that brings us to our uh, – any other comments from you guys? No. no. Uh, Scotty and Maddie. I'm seeing a trend when Maddie plays fantasy football and it's just, you know, some, some bad luck to start the season and he just gets beaten down. Uh, he had a bad week. 
So now he started 0-2. He's going to have an uphill battle this week. Um, but you got uh, Matty at 105 versus Scotty at 144. Uh, Memo, what do you think? I mean, the, Scotty is great in every sport that he, that he fantasy sports. I think Matty just got a little bit unlucky in terms of, of what happened to him. Um, but the, the grants, the, that's what fantasy is, right? I think Scotty, you know, wound up getting a, a gift from someone who sold off after week one. And uh, Matty just happened to run into that. But even without him, even if you went with just an average player swapping out, he, he still would have won. So kudos to Scotty. Yeah, and Tua going down definitely did not help uh, Maddie. So that definitely hurt uh, Justin Taylor putting up five points. You need something more out of him. Um, you know, overall, he could have been competitive most weeks. Um, he could have had his quarterback gone through, been more closer to the 130 area. But, yeah, uh, you know, typical of what happens with a, a scotty Maddie matchup. Maddie usually takes the loss. Eric? Uh, I thought for sure that Aaron Jones was the leader for the week, but I, I, I stand corrected. It was actually Derrick Henry uh, t- giving the big middle finger to his former um, owner saying, screw you for uh, selling off too early, and I still got it, and I'm going to score 40, 45.7 points in a week. That's what I get for listening to my co-host. I agree. <clears throat> All right, so – that's our recap. Interesting game. Uh, be some interesting matchups coming up. So, let's see. Uh, guest topic. Go ahead, Memo. Yeah, so I actually was kind of curious to see how much the, the quarterback position was giving in terms of points from a percentage of points to the whole team. Um, just because we're, this is the first year of us doing double quarterbacks, you know, just trying to, to change it up a little bit. Um, so I took three teams. I took a uh, Wolfpack, Field of Dreams, and Chilling with Mahomes, and just took what they're getting by the running back position and the quarterback position as a percentage of points for their first two weeks. Uh, so kind of nerded up with some analytics. Obviously, super small sample size, but uh, the all-time goat for football, Wolfpack, basically got 36.5% of his points from the quarterback position. Uh, week one, 44.7% in week two. Um, it was driven by two absolutely stellar studs of quarterbacks. Uh, the worst team, Field of Dreams right now, uh, in Corey de Yahoo, got just under 30 points, 29.1 actually, both both weeks for them, which is kind of interesting. So I said, hey, the top team, bottom team, you know, you're going 30 points, 40 points. So this is the middle team, just to see what that looks like. So I took uh, Chilling with Mahomes, their homies, and 36% um, um, for week one, 39% for week two. So you can kind of see as you get in the higher echelons, it seems like, you know, quarterback play, if you have that stud second quarterback or, you know, even if you have um, a quarterback that just has an off week, if you have a second one to get you to that spot, you just got to do it. You've got to get to the 50s or maybe 60s in terms of points to be competitive in this league. And I compare that with just running back positions. So Wolfpack basically got 13.6, 17.7. So – under 20%, um, basically almost 15% for those. Uh, Field of Dreams went with three court, or three running backs, so they didn't go with a uh, secondary quarterback or didn't go with a wide receiver, which was a little odd. And they only got 32%, 21%, and that's with three positions versus two. 
And then Chilling with Mahomie is basically 8.3%, which is pretty atrocious, and 17.9%. So the running back pieces were similar. You know, you weren't seeing that big a differentiation, but top-tier quarterback seems like is uh, really what's separating the some of the haves and some of the have-nots. And if you have two good cornerbacks in this league, you're good. And if you don't, uh, maybe a couple of my quarterbacks might be available. And if you want a secondary one, if I decide to sell off, uh, definitely feel free to let me know. Okay. Yeah, well, looking at your nine of your top 12 uh, players in the league are quarterbacks. Um, uh, Eric and I talked a little bit before before the season started. Um, we're now a three-quarterback league, in my opinion. Uh, you have to back up your quarterback, which is going to be pretty tough to do in a 12-team league. Um, so, and, you know, you can already see it with players going down and injuries. You either have to have three running backs, three quarterbacks, um, or hope for the best. And, uh, I think that's going to be really interesting coming up with injuries and stuff like that. I was happy to see Tua go down, uh, with Maddie's team playing him this week. So it'll be nice to know that he's not going to have three quarterbacks in there. I don't think he has a backup or. Not anybody that I'm worried about. So, Eric, your thoughts? Uh, I, I think it's an ultra small sample size. You only took three teams over two weeks. I mean, it's tough to to really pull any, you know, inferences, you know, based off of that. So, I mean, it, it, it definitely, listen, typically the, the, the bigger difference is always going to be in top-tier running backs versus even second-tier running backs where your second-tier quarterbacks – you know, there, there's not as much of a delta between the two of them. So um, it, it's definitely I, – I think where the, the, the strategy in this league should be, and, and this is where, where the issue is, and I think, I think once people – it starts leveling off, I think people are going to realize you don't need three quarterbacks. You can go, like, in the uh, the, the – Sean realm and do two stud quarterbacks and then just fill up the rest of your ro- roster with a lot of like um, solid bench spots for wide receiver and make sure you have your depth and stuff like that. Cause if you have two uh, stud quarterbacks, I mean, th- you're going to play them most of the time over everybody else. And then really the, the, the way that it should be is the, the guys um, that have like your average core, your back end, average quarterbacks to have three and then play the matchup. So, I mean, I think that's where it's going to level off. I don't, you know, this, this league's crazy, you know, Ken sitting on, you know, 10 million quarterbacks and like leaving his bench, you know, bare. It just, sometimes I'm just like, I just don't, I don't get the strategy. I understand how important the QB is in a, in a super flex, but you know, you can, you can only play two quarterbacks. You can play, you know, up to four running backs you can play up to four receivers any week that's where the, the you know you should be loading up your bench so um it's definitely i i think once it starts to level off i think we're going to see a more traditional super flex league here so i you know i pulled up a total season's worth uh, the 2020 season and 10 i'm sorry uh, nine of the top 11 players are all quarterbacks. Then after you go after that, it is just littered with quarterbacks. So I, I kind of disagree with you now. 
Um, no, that's exactly what I'm saying. Is the quarterbacks are going to score a lot, and the difference between the yeah, I'd like the, to have two of them in my my lineup instead of just two, one okay one, and then one on the back end. Right, you can play the matchups. I'm saying you you can go two studs, or you can play three, you know, back end guys and just play the matchups. Uh, if I'm going to interject, I don't understand why on, on a position that has the top 20 people, 20 of the top 30 people are almost always quarterback. Why wouldn't you try to get depth to, to Dave's point to make sure that in case one of them goes down, you're there having no depth and just going too stud just seems like a, a recipe for disaster. One of them gets hurt and you're just done. Um, but that's, I guess my two cents on it. I just want to show with the data and so very limited sample size that we talked about, there is very, 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 very little data. But I'm just telling you now, it seems to support the three quarterback idea. Hmm. Yeah, I'm. am just letting you know it's there. It, this it, this is not a new league. This is not something that that's not been studied before. And it, it's you can play you can, the two. Listen, the difference between a the drop off between a stud quarterback and then going down with the second like a, a QB two. They're still going to score you a ton of points. QBs still score a ton of points overall. That's you're making your point right there. You're saying, "Oh, look at there's 20 quarterbacks, you know, in the top, you know, 30 players." Of course there is. They're all going to score a lot of points. But the running backs, there's there's like three running backs, and then there's a huge drop off. So that's what I'm saying is you really should be filling up your your bench and your roster with running backs and wide receivers because the I mean, receivers not as receivers you just want because you because of the volatility in them. But the the running backs, it's it's their stud guys, and then there's a huge huge drop off. The delta, if you if you're looking at the the, the variance in, in points percentage of points, if you do the analytics memo, I'm telling you, it, it just doesn't make sense to to back up two two stud uh, quarterbacks. Well, I I think the I, I get what you're saying, but we're not drafting in a snake league. So that's where now loading up, like you even said, oh, I made a mistake. I, I left. I, you didn't pick up an extra quarterback or, or sign somebody to a contract. Maybe you didn't have it last year, whatever it was. But now it's going to be that much important where you were loading up on trying to get running backs, which were tough to get because usually your premium ones were already on a one year or signed away. It's, it becomes even more important to load up on quarterbacks because now you'll be able to use them a little bit more as a trade piece than you used to in the past. So I think when you look at it as a franchise, quarterbacks become really important. I don't know that you need five on a roster, but, um, you know, I, I think they become just as important with the volatility of that position. But I totally understand what you mean where the drop-off on talent on top-end running backs is more important. So if you could feel two of those, get that. But I think you're going to get a little bit more points from when we – if Memo does this for a whole season and breaks it down, I think the percentage is, is going to be pretty big. Well, the percentage will be, but I'm saying the difference between the percentage of a, a top 12 QB and the, the, the second 12 QBs is not as huge of a difference as the top 12 running backs and the second 12 running backs, you know? Agree with you there. Definitely agree with you there. All right. Good topic, Memo. Any closing uh, comments? 
Uh, no, I mean, basically, I think the, the last thing I would definitely say is that it's always interesting to look at it. Um, I, eventually, if you have me on toward the end of the year, I'll, I'll support it with more data and just see what it is. I think it'll be a little bit interesting to see where what the final numbers look like. All right. Uh, Eric, anything that you want to bring up before we go into the upcoming matchups? No. Um, yeah. Do you, I, I, I guess my final point on what I'm saying is that there's just so much injury volatility too. the quarterbacks are generally a, with all the rules protecting them. I mean, we saw a bunch go down this week, but that's, it's kind of a, they were talking about how rare it is to see, you know, five quarterbacks go down in, in a single week. It's, it's not a position as much as running back that, or, or even, you know, wide receiver that goes down as often. So it's just, I think you're, you need to protect your depth throughout the season. So that's my final thing is just, it's going to be tough. It's, I, I want to, I, I'm interested to see how it, it goes too. I think, I think Ken's going to be a very interesting um, case study for how this goes because he definitely is loading up on the QBs and I think he's lacking a little bit, you know, in the depth if, if uh, McCaffrey or, you know, his other running back goes down. Well, think about this in terms of a trade value right now. If if you're getting 30% of your points from one of two players and you can get a, a quarterback that is a low-value contract-wise for multiple years, that contract actually becomes quite valuable. So toward the end of the year, he should, in theory, be able to trade you know, two of his quarterbacks for a real trade to get a very, very good quality uh, running back uh, to be able to help him with stretch run. Like, I think your, your preseason pick of having Ken win it all is probably very accurate if he plays it right. If he doesn't, he just screwed it up, right? He he screws up all the time in fantasy. He should win a lot, never does. Um, but it's one of those things where it should happen. All right. Wow. Shots <laughs> fired. Um, I, I kind of agree with that, though. Ken sometimes a little mismanagement sometimes. Yeah. All right. Uh, that brings us to our toilet bowl of the week. Uh, that is going to be Max versus Brad. Uh, the computer have them projected pretty big. Um, 134 for Jester, 133 for Brad. Uh, Eric, what do you think? Um, you know, it, a lot of it is going to, uh, you know, really be determined by does, Brad, you know, Brad's guys bounce back. Like you expect more from Kamara, you expect more from Prescott. So, I mean, what can those guys do? He's not going into, you know, Heineke, who's a uh, a backup QB going to Buffalo. I don't – it's going to be tough to get 17 points out of him. Um, I've heard all these, like, weird things about James Robinson, how he's not getting the, you know, the carries. He's just sort of being ignored. So, I mean, there's some tough matchups on his side. Max has got some – you know, okay matchups and stuff. I mean, Bar it depends on Barkley's health and stuff. I mean, Roethlisberger too. Yeah, Roethlisberger. So, I mean, the, the yeah. matchups are nice there, but what what's going to happen? Are they going to, you know, are, are they going to see the field enough? So, I mean, I think this is going to be close, but I actually think Brad's going to Brad's going to win it because I think his overall talent's better. Memo. Uh, yeah, I, I just want to prove and show that how wrong you guys were in some of your preseason picks. Uh, Max is definitely just going to pull this out. I think the Brad used to be the GOAT, but 
I just don't like his his quarterbacks and what's going to happen with it. I think that you know they're going to juice up some of the players, get them all nice and ready to go ahead and play. They'll go out and perform. Roethlisberger will be fine. Everything will be fine. I think uh, Max is going to walk away with it. Yeah. So uh, I don't like uh, Hineke and McLaurin in Buffalo. Um, doesn't mean that they can't do something, but we will see on that. I don't like that matchup, and that affects two of his guys. I agree with Eric James Robinson. I don't. I I don't think his. Uh, what's who's the coach there? Um, what's his name? The Ohio State guy. Um... Yeah, can't remember his name right now. But I don't think he's high on him, or he's just high on passing like it's college football. Is right. the way I kind of look at it. So Urban, I, Urban I, Meyer, yeah. Urban Meyer. So I agree with you there. And I'm, I'm worried uh, that, you know, the one thing Bill Belichick does is he takes away your best player and he is going to take away Kamara. He's going to let Winston throw and make mistakes, uh, but not throw to Kamara and not let him run the ball. So I I think Brad loses on matchups. I agree with Memo. I, I I'm going with the gesture on this. I, I think, I think he wins quite well. I actually like some of the matchups on, on Max's side. It's just the, the key matchups that I'm looking at is Roethlisberger and, and Barkley. And it's like, I just have question marks there, you know, sure. the rest of his are, are great matchups. I mean, Ingram versus uh, Carolina, Carolina looks like a legit uh, defense. Arizona's looks like a, a better defense. Adams versus uh, San Fran. Uh, Buffalo, Washington's got a good defense. I mean, it's there. He's got tough matchups too. So, I mean, I'm just looking at the overall talent, and I'm going. I gotta go, Brad. Yeah, so. and it's not like he's gonna play a guy that only puts up 70 points every week. So it was yeah. 80, but yeah. oh, my bad, my bad. Um, all right, <laughs> that brings us to uh, our next matchup. That's gonna be Eric versus Sean. Uh, I think we go through this pretty quick, Eric. Uh, is projected at 125, Sean 144. I haven't really taken a look at this, but I think it's going to be a disaster. We'll see if Baker Mayfield plays, and if he does, how he makes it through. Hilaire hasn't been looking good. He's got the Chargers. Um, you got Murray against Jacksonville. That's a that's a juicy matchup right there. Um, <laughs> Dave Montgomery against Cleveland with a rookie quarterback in there. Uh it's it's easy. It's Sean. Uh, Memo, what do you think? Um, so, I mean, it's Sean, obviously, but I just want to call out Maddie for putting out the choking of the goat comment on the thread last last week uh, before the goat just slapped the hell out of Brad. I, it might be that bad again with with Nisnik. Uh Again, he's in the other tier, so um, you're right. It should be a very short conversation. Eric, please defend your team, please. No, I mean, I'm going to pick my team because, you know, I'm going to pick my team. But it's it, uh, – listen, I, I need I need help on this one. I think Sean's got a top two team in this league, so it's going to be tough to beat him. So, I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> this is – I need the help. I need to win. So, we'll see what happens here. All right. So, that brings us to Maddie. Um I, I kind of like my matchups again. I, I think I might squeak through. Um, I got a couple questionables. He does too. Um, I'm, I'm going to go short and sweet, and I'll rebuttal if I have to, but I am going to pick myself. 
Uh, Memo, what do, you, what do you think? Yeah, it's the same thing. I think the, uh, in terms of matchups, what's going on for it, my only note says Dave's going to luck, luck box again. So I, I'm assuming that you're just going to squeak out another game that you probably don't really deserve, but you should have a better record than your co-host. But, uh, you know, it's against Maddie, and, and bad luck Maddie usually is, starts the beginning of the NFL or fantasy football season. So I'm hoping I, I catch a little bit of that that luck. Eric? Yeah, I mean, at, at, sorry, as his focus basically moves over to football and he manages his team more, it gets progressively worse. So, you know, it's just it's worth that. Love All you, right. Maddie. Eric? Um. I'm just looking at some of the, the key matchups here and you've got some, uh, uh, some injured guys against some pretty decent defenses and um, Gaskin going to Las Vegas, Vegas, uh, Vegas looks like an improved defense um, car versus uh, uh, Miami. Who's got a fairly good passing defense. Um, I, I'm just, I'm looking at his, he's got Hertz against Dallas. Who's a bad defense lamb versus uh, Philly. Who's a uh, poor defense. Um, Taylor versus Tennessee. I mean, Tennessee's been bad. Carson versus Minnesota. So I, I'm going to go Maddie just because his his matchups are like you look at it across the board. He's got good matchups up and down the lineup where you've definitely got the tougher ones. So um, I can see him scoring a lot less than what he's or you scoring a lot less than what you're projected. I could see him scoring more. All right. So that then brings us to Dom and Ken. Um, see here right now dom is projected at 137 ken is projected at 145 eric well i'll let, i'll give you a second memo your thoughts um let me pull i didn't look at this one as hard i just thought ken would probably do it but let me let me triple check it oh wait i'm sorry about this one this is my upset so I believe that Aaron Rodgers going into San Francisco um, on a Sunday night game is going to be really rough for him. The Seattle defense that Jefferson goes up against uh, with his Minnesota player is going to be good. He's got a tough matchup with the the Chargers, but it's Mahomes and Hill. They'll do something. Uh, Gibson, because of the quarterback situation, I think he's going to wind up hopefully benching him and putting in Gainwell. Uh, to play against an atrocious Dallas defense. And uh, I think he's going to wind up doing okay. I I don't like Herbert. I mean, he's been great this year, but I think the Kansas City defense is going to get to him. Kansas City gets off to early lead. They tee off on him. He gets, you know, rattled, and uh, that's basically it. So I'm going to pick Dom in an upset on this one. All right. Eric? Um, I've got Ken. Um, If you look up and down the – the, the, the matchups again, we're going to go matchups again. Hopkins against Jacksonville, um, Rogers against San Francisco. San Francisco's struggling right now because they're down a, a bunch of cornerbacks. And what does Rogers do? He makes your cornerbacks look bad. Um, McCaffrey against Houston, Najee Harris versus Cincy. I mean, I just want all these matchups like, uh, like for, for every week. I mean, yeah, he, he's got so many good ones. And then there's some, you know, he, when anytime we talk about Dom's team, he's, he's matchup proof. Lockett's the number two receiver overall. He's going to Minnesota. I mean, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Jefferson, Hill, like these guys are going to score their stuff. I'm worried about Gibson. 
I'm worried about Burrow playing in Pittsburgh. Um, and I mean, it's just, I I'm looking at the matchups. I think Ken's got the better of the two. So I'm going to go Ken. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm worried about Gibson at Buffalo. Um, white, who knows what he could be from week to week. Um, Pitts actually, I'm sorry. He hasn't shown anything yet. So, but he's still getting the targets. Like he's on the field 80% of the time. And He's one of three tight ends that have gotten over six targets every or each game so far this year. So That's great, but uh, he's he's left guys on the bench that have put outpaced him by quite a bit. So I, I'd sit him until they, he shows he's ready to go. Yeah, um, because he's got some good guys on the bench that could put those points up, and he's got chance to switch it. Um, but I'm I'm gonna go Ken. I think again, I like the matchups. I don't like uh, some of the matchups on Dom's side. I don't like running pits out there when you got, I think other guys that I would go with, but um, I think it, it will be close for sure. But uh, that'll be a, an interesting kind of win for each one of them. They both need it because I think they're both one and one, obviously. So getting that next win is going to be really important. All right. So that brings us to throwing copper versus Scotty does or doesn't, doesn't know Scott. All right. Uh, this, this is weird. So right now, Scotty's looking to crush Memo 140 to 116. Uh, Eric, I'll let you go. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I'm assuming Memo's going to switch some stuff around here because, I mean, I, I don't know. Let's assume that. We don't know that he's really that good of a manager. He lost to me <laughs> last week. So. I, I, don't, I don't think Michael Carter is going to get the start. I don't think uh, – uh, Murray's going to get the start here. So I think Memo's got some changes that he's going to play around with a little bit. So it's going to be a closer projected matchup. Um, but based off of what I'm seeing here, it's, I mean, it's definitely an interesting Henry and you got uh, Chubb going. Ooh. Uh, Robinson versus Cleveland. I, I'm going to have to go with right now. I'm going to go with uh uh, Scott, just because looking at the matchups, I think it's going to be close. I think Memo's got, you know, I like Memo's team a lot, but uh, yeah, I think it's going to be close. Well, I think if he starts JD McKissick, he'll be all right. But uh, until he puts against Buffalo, yep, until he puts him in the lineup, I'm going to go Scotty. Memo, defend your ugly team. Uh, actually, just just up to it, just after looking around with it. Uh, here, here's what's going to happen: Russell Wilson versus Minnesota. It's going to be a shootout. I'll get 60 points for my quarterbacks. 60? Uh, I'm 30 each. I'm, I'm going to pull oh, okay. a Sean. That's basically okay. what happens, right? Uh, Robbie Anderson's going to just go off on Houston. So I think Houston's an easy one. I did put J.D. McKissick back in because it's going to be a check down game because it's the rookie quarterback or the hanky, whatever the hell he is. It's going to be check down city. So McKissick will get the points. Um, I actually think I have this wrapped up by, you know, I don't even have to worry about the Sunday night or Monday night games. It's, it's done. It, it is definitely me proving that Scotty doesn't know. Cue the music. Where's the, insert the music here. Thank you. <laughs> I demand editing. Oh, Eric, I'm sure you can find a good song for that. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Put a little effort into the editing. All right. <laughs> uh, that brings us to the matchup of the week. Um, 
That is going to be PJ versus Darren, the two top scorers from last week. I believe PJ put up 160, Darren 190. Uh, Memo, we'll let you uh, do a little comment on this one. So here's what I have to say about PJ versus the mighty Darren. I'm going to pick whoever Nisnik doesn't pick because it's the kiss of death, basically, in this league for it. Uh, No, but in all seriousness, uh, I do think that I mean, what the? I guess it gets. I don't like uh, Tampa's defense is too good. Jackson versus Detroit, so Jackson's a win there. Ridley in New York, fine. Buffalo versus Washington, so Diggs is going to go off. Uh, Sanders and versus Dallas, he'll go off. I, I I just see. I see. Sorry, Mrs. Jackson, just beating. I'm I'm with DJ. I just like the the matchups a bit more. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of juicy mashups on this. Um, a lot of I think there's going to be a lot of points scored again. Um, I'm I'm going to go. Jesus, kind of tough one. I think I'm going to go Darren. I'm going to go Darren. Eric, what do you think? I think I'm going Darren too. Um, oh, again, oh, yeah, that's this is the only one that Memo and I have agreed on the the, the entire night. So, um, yeah, if Memo you look at it, opposite. yeah, every single one we've gone except for this one. Uh, if you look at the matchups, it's just it. There's too many good ones on that side. Uh, I think the one weak spot that he's got on Darren's side is uh, Henderson. So Darren, if you finally listen to this podcast. Take him out and put Pollard in, who's playing against Philly. And I bet you Pollard's going to outscore um, Henderson for the second week in a row. So I think uh, you can you can get your 190 again because there's, I mean, Daniel Jones versus Atlanta, Jackson versus Detroit, Ridley, uh, Ridley New York, that's a pretty decent matchup. Uh, but Sanders versus Dallas, I mean, Cup versus Tampa. The one thing that I know Tampa last year had the best defense, their run defense is really good. They're down two, uh, two of their starting cornerbacks from last year. So their pass defense has not been as good this year. The people have been scoring on in the passing game against them. I think Cooper cup, who's been the number one receiver this year continues and we see a lot of points out of them. So yeah, I'm going to go uh, Darren. So you want to put a little sandwich side bet on this while we're while we're on here? On what? That I'm going to get more picks right than you do. Um, I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> wow, there's uh, confidence. Jesus. Wow, there's real confidence there. Well, I mean, that's I all I got. I'm not. I'm not going to make. I'm not going to make a bet that I don't think I can win, or or I'm already picking myself <laughs> against Sean, which I. In all honesty, I truly don't, you know, don't believe that I can beat him. But I'm, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna, I want to project confidence here. So we'll see well, what happens. Well, Memo, will, will you let him reverse his pick and pick against himself, and then he can take this bet? <laughs> I actually think that'd be a, a humorous bet. Just, uh, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna actually gonna sign up for a, a fantasy betting sport and just pick of all the opposite of Nisa's picks and see how I do. You'll probably be uh, really good. I don't know if you've ever seen his fantasy football team play, but you know, we'll, we'll see. Well, you guys should have a, a a tracker that you guys post somewhere that basically shows how, how accurate you guys are every week. But uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. Maybe we I'll, I'll, I'll dig you. We do have a tracker. 
Oh, did you post it and then see it? Uh, it's on here. I, I'm waiting till week three results. But last oh, week man. I was last week I won or I got two of the six right. The first week I got five of the six right. So overall, I'm I'm over fifty percent. I've I've gotten seven of the twelve uh, picks over the last two weeks correct. Well, we'll, we'll see where it goes. So I haven't looked as. I don't really fucking care. All right. <laughs> Dave, you're six and six. Oh, wow. There you go. 50%. Bet with me. Yep. Bet with Eric. You only want to. All right. That brings us to the app pick em. We still got f- five picks? Four picks. Are we down four picks? What the fuck? We're, yeah, we were at four last week. So we, we won all. We doubled up on Cleveland and uh, we Tampa? Just talked to Tampa Bay. Yeah. So, yeah. So. We won those two, those four, obviously. Um, uh, what are you guys thinking this week? Well, let uh, the guest, even though he's this really, he's going to be involved in this anyways, but the guest can go ahead and tell us which four should we take. Um, oh, my God. So who's ever playing the Lions? I think is one. And I can't, there was one just so obvious against the spread. I'm glad Crap, I had it written down. What's that? So, so oh, no, Baltimore. I... Baltimore. Baltimore is for sure one of them. I okay. can't remember what the other pick was. I, I like the Baltimore pick. I I was leaning towards uh, Buffalo over Washington, just because the the quarterback that's there and it's a you know it's, it's a guy that hasn't played you know didn't get too many preseason snaps and stuff. Like I, I listened to a lot of stuff that they were talking about. He got he he was very limited because they were really pushing for the the Fitzgerald you know experiment and stuff so they didn't give the second string guy as many snaps as they normally would um so like he's coming in really fresh here so uh but and he's playing against a really good defense so buffalo versus washington i think is one that we should pick um i kind of like uh carolina against the rookie quarterback kind of same take as yours but better just as good defense. Uh, so Yeah, their defenses look good this year. Here, I agree. And then, I like uh, it too. I also don't mind Denver. I don't know that that's one that I necessarily want, but that would be also uh, another one that I sort of like. I, personally, I think we double. How can you not – like they won't even let you bet on the Baltimore game or they haven't even put the line out yet. So it's like how can you not double up on Baltimore? I mean, we, we could technically quad up, right, because we, we never – didn't pick them last week. Well, so but that's good. that's where you know if you want to really talk game theory, that's where you shoot yourself because it's you you do want to spread it out at least with you with know sports. multiple. Yeah, t- you want to do two and two at, at most. You don't want to you don't want to spread yourself too thin where you're knocking out too much of your you know your future picks. Because that way, if you do lose on Baltimore, probably a whole bunch of other people lost on Baltimore, and you hopefully still have a couple picks left, so it's not the end of the world. Ha! And that was exactly my point. Because last week, I don't know if you guys didn't see the board, but if there was a couple teams, had they lost, it would have gone from 700, 700 to like 310. It was almost everyone picked the same games. Right. But right. I don't think you just heard what I said. Eric, did no, you No, no, I'm agreeing with you. I'm, I'm, I'm 100%, but I'm saying last week, you guys didn't want a game theory. So I think that there was there was potential that you know. I, I don't think I don't think your game theory is correct. 
I think I think you're using the word game theory and you don't really know what it means in this Uh-oh. context. Oh my god. Oh my yes. god. Wow. I mean, like what you, do you really mean? want to argue this. We never really talked about it because it was over text, but yeah. I kept on getting infuriated every time you'd say, Well, we gotta do game theory, and then it's like, no, this this is the wrong time to do what you're trying to do because there's a reason why there were seven hundred picks on those right. two games it's because they were so obvious that you go with that it's not like you had four it's not like you there was like four of them out there and the majority of them were taking these two and we could have taken two other ones that that might have no you go with the flow because those are the best matchups too like if we would have picked two other games they were they were poorer matchups overall where there's too many unknowns and it wasn't as much of a sure thing this early in the season. Like you, you really got to play like, think about it. Like everybody was picking Carolina is one of the worst teams. Their defense is going to be crap. Nobody knows. Now we're in the third week. Everybody thinks Carolina has got a legit uh, defense. They just beat up on, on the saints who the saints previous week beat up on, uh, Everybody was talking Green Bay and how the Saints were like one of the top teams in the NFL. Carolina might be a legit team in here, and we have more information. As we go along, we can make these educated guesses. I don't think week two is where you play this this so-called game theory, and it's like we don't have enough information to start making these kind of uh, crazy outlandish. You've got to sort of just go – Hey, this is this this is your best bet. This is why majority of people are picking it, and we just we we got to survive. You know, we got to make it so we can down in the future do what you're talking about. Yeah, I I, I am so utterly flabbergasted by the fact that yeah, you, you, I don't think you're you're even on the same page. I, I agree with what you're trying to say, but it's it's winter expected value and output. And I think that one of the things that comes up for it, there, there were games that were very, very much if there's four favorites, right? And we think that they're within a couple percentage points of each other. There isn't a reason why we shouldn't pick the, the third and fourth best options if we think that having an elimination of one of the first two would dramatically increase our, our rate of victory. Like it, yeah. it, it oh God. So maybe, I mean, this is my first year here, so I'm really deferring to you guys on it. But I, I, I do think that there are definitely opportunities within this thing where all it takes is one of the, one of the top two teams to, to lose in a given week, and we can very, very easily move up dramatically and increase our win share or our expected value for the whole league. I, I agree down the line. Again, that the whole thing is you're saying that – I'm saying the third and fourth picks, there's so much unknowns in it this early in the season that that it's tougher to, to – I, I say later on, after you know week five, week six, you have so much more information to know who these teams are and, and teams start to settle. And you get now you start seeing injury uh, discrepancies and teams giving up and – and all this stuff that you can you can be more confident in those third and fourth picks than you can in the second week of the season. That's my whole point: is that third and fourth is harder to pick right now in this aspect, especially when the game is all about survival and getting to that. I don't disagree with what you're saying as an overall whole. 
I'm saying it's too early in the season to do it. We're, we're, we don't have enough information to make to, to see the, the actual third and fourth value picks. We need to stick right now earlier in the season where, where we have the most information, where we have the best feeling. Right. It's, right. To me, it's you take the, the four, top four Vegas spread, right? Because that, that's basically we're never going to be better than the Vegas spread more than likely. And if we're, if we're not betting against the spread, we're just going for victory. There are four teams that were basically six and a half or point more favorites to them. So there is a pretty wide variance in, in the outcomes or potential outcomes for what our expected value is had one of those four teams lost. Right, but the two that we were picking last week were 12 and, 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 and I think 11-point uh, uh, favorites versus the third pick was like, an eight point favorite. You're talking about a 25% and uh, 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 like if you, if you think of points as the point spread as being how sure you are that this victory is going to happen, there's a 25% less assurance on that. Whereas right now, I mean, sure, you want to take it. There's not as much of a difference between the third and fourth option right now as it was last week. That was my whole point. Well, I it guess it makes sense is- to do it. This is this is my whole. I guess this is this is how I'll end it. You basically said that there's you you tried to say in, in less complicated terms. There's more variance at the beginning of the season because there's less there's less definitions in terms of what the teams are and who they are and who we think they are and everything like that. So there'd be more volatility if there's more variance in terms of where it's at, and and sometimes you get more people. Um, that is the time to actually lean into the volatility to try to get into it. But like I said, I'm referring to you guys in this first year. We'll basically see how it goes. Uh, you know, I, I know I'm 2-0. and You guys are 1-1. One and one. Totally cool. We'll just, we'll just see how it all, all ends up. But we're on one team, one dream. Uh, hopefully we can take that money, all fly everyone down to fantasy football in Vegas, and I'll have a very good time. All right. Well, my two cents, I agree with what Eric – has said it's different when you've seen it year over year happen. Um, I understand what you're trying to say, but it's not, it's too, too early to, to risk things. Um, we are both in the other survivor pool, our local one here. You chose Seattle last week. You're out. So, uh, you know, sometimes going against the grain, not quite what you want to do. Anyways. Whew. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> memo. <laughs> Parting words. Thank you for coming on. Appreciate you being here. Uh, it's been uh, actually quite a while since I've seen you, uh, and we work together in the same department. So, uh, final words? Yeah, so uh, bear down. I think Josh Fields gets almost destroyed by the Browns this weekend. Uh, I, I, I have to agree with the prognosticator, Kenny Fong, who said there's been no great Ohio State quarterbacks. It's going to be a long year, boys. Vegas in two weeks for me, too. So excited about that. Awesome. Well, make some money, win some money, bring some back. Eric, uh, I'd be worse. Week. It, I, it, it, it's going to get a little bit better this week. Probably not. Uh, final thoughts. I'd be worried if there was a Josh Fields playing as well. So, because I've never heard of him. But yeah, I think Justin Fields will be just fine. Um, you know, from what, what everything I've seen from him. And I mean, he, he had two, he, he had a touchdown rob from him last week with the drop ball. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. I think he'll be good. 
Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, Memo, thanks for coming on. I, I think we had some fun arguments and, you know, just difference in opinion. And I was glad to talk to you a little bit about it. And we'll go from there. Dave. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in, for listening, for getting angry, for loving, for appreciating, uh, for having fun with us. Uh, you guys have a good week. I know I will. I get to whoop Maddie's ass this week. You guys have a good one. Thank you. But I hear another guest joining on. It's about damn time. I know. Jesus. Holy crap. I've been waiting for like 10 minutes.